Hello, everybody, and welcome to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. I am your host for this episode and all episodes, Hookaloof, 24, a bear, and I am here with... Oh, oh my goodness. Listener, beware, you're in for a share riff. That's right, it's Sheriff Zard, gobbler of goons and purveyor of yeehaws. And today we will ask him a series of chilling questions that drill down to the dark heart of man. Hi, Sheriff. Howdy. How did you feel about that intro? It's pretty good. <laughs> I I fucking I had to I had to psych myself up to say such a stupid sentence, but I did it. I liked it. All right, perfect. Well, that's all that matters. Uh, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing as good as I can be. Fantastic. Um, uh, let's let's begin with the the fun question time. Of of your of your various passions and talents, one of them is drawing. You are a very very good artiste. How yeah, did you get your start with that? Uh, I got my start, uh, man, a long time ago. Uh, I think whenever I started drawing was back in, I want to say second grade, because uh, I had this old friend of mine that um, uh, he he was like. For his age, he was really good at drawing stuff, and you know he would draw like some anime characters that are based off of like you know, Dragon Ball Z or something. And I thought like, hey, that's pretty cool. You draw really well, and, and I kind of liked the way that he drew. And eventually, I kind of like practiced myself on how to how to draw the way he did, and uh, kind of just went on that path of practicing on how to draw. And uh, through the years, it just got better, and eventually, I. Uh, uh, at some point, I became a furry. So, <laughs> as as so often is the case with the people who I have asked this question, it just sort of happens <laughs> at some point. Yeah, but I that's, definitely that's... got some crazy stories about some of my arts in the uh, in the earlier years, though. Ooh, do you, do you have any that you would be willing to share? Because I love crazy stories. Hell yeah! Uh, for one, um, uh, in my earlier years of like say middle school. You know, uh, back around when Fluke No Tano was a thing? Yes. On the old DSs? Yeah, I used to gravitate on that because, uh, as well as uh, drawing, I initially really loved animating because, you know, the whole idea of taking your, your drawings and bringing them to life, I thought, that's fucking awesome. I want to do that shit. And uh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty good at that as well. I took classes like that and stuff and whatnot, and uh, I'm hoping to do more of that later on. But as for uh, middle school... Um, I used to draw these little characters that uh, were kind of uh, based off of someone that had like made some cartoons on Flipnote Atena. I kind of liked the way that their style looked, and I kind of wanted to mimic that in my own way. And so I did that, drawing my own little OCs. And little did I know that I was going <laughs> that I was about to become a furry because of this, <laughs> because this was my first iteration of drawing furry characters oh, in no. my own little OCs, as you will. So I was like. All right. Well, I'm in this for the long haul. Um, that is that is very interesting. That that had, that Flipnote Hatena was what sort of kicked off this this transformation. Yeah, and it looked remis- it re- it looked reminiscent of uh, some some animators uh, drawings. Do you remember the particular name of the animator, or would you would you like to keep that on the DL? I don't remember them actually. That's fair. It was, it was like years and years ago, back in middle school. But yeah, um, so. I would draw these characters off and on a lot during uh, school, like uh, draw them on homework or schoolwork whenever I was bored, and uh, you know whenever like we finish an assignment early, and I'm just like, eh, I'm bored. I'm gonna draw them. Uh, at some point um, during the school year, uh, someone had um, hmm. there was a there was a point where. Uh, we had all turned in our assignments, and it was about some history assignment or something that we had to like draw a comic about. And I drew a comic using my little my little characters that uh, I used to draw. And at some point, uh, I got called in from uh, I think it was like I don't know lunch or some other class. And my teacher called me in and uh, she showed me and she was like, "Hey, aren't these the the guys that you draw?" And I was like, "Yeah." Turns out, someone had erased my name from that and put their name on it and turned it in. Oh, cool. My first ever art theft. Yeah, before you were even officially in any sort of fandom. <laughs> yeah, right? So, yeah. Um, I was like, wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's mine. And they're like, okay, well, I was pretty sure that this was yours, so. 
glad we got that covered up. And I was like, uh-oh, someone's going to get in trouble. Oh, whatever. They deserve it. You shouldn't... You shouldn't... Especially with schoolwork, you shouldn't steal it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I was just like, wow. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Stealing stealing artwork for fake, horny internet furry points is different than stealing artwork for a grade. <laughs> yeah. the, hey, the grades are important. I need that. <laughs> yeah. The fake internet points are clearly more important. Yes. All right. But, uh... That that does raise the question of how did you how did you make your your former your formal transition from casual doodler of comics who would eventually get stolen from in school to furry artist who would I guess I don't know have you gotten stolen from now? Mm, yeah. Cool. Once or twice. People are nice. We'll get into that in a bit though. <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, so after after that whole, like, middle school thing and me just continuously drawing all those little characters, it eventually evolved into, like, the point where Minecraft became popular and I had some friends of mine and we were, like, coming up with all these cool, fun ideas of, like, oh, what if, what if like, uh, our characters did this in the Minecraft world or shit like that and just a bunch of dumb stuff. But, I mean, we're young, so yeah. it's always going to be dumb stuff for anyone of any age. Um so, uh, I, I do believe that I even, like, I encouraged him to become a furry as well because of this, I, I want to say. Because, like, I guess he saw, like, my artwork and thought it was pretty cool. And I guess it inspired him to, like, do the same thing. Because, uh, you know, I, my character was like a wolf at this point. Uh, that, uh, you know, had that edgy hair flung over one eye kind of feel. Oh, the classic. Um, <laughs> you got to go through that phase. You're not a true furry unless you go through there. Yeah, everyone everyone does. Some <clears throat> folks still are. Yeah. But yeah, um, so then we, uh, we come across that point where uh, I'm just drawing these, uh, I'm just drawing our characters and, and cool, fun situations and, you know, what's going on in this world. Oh, no, our, our characters are going to solve the problem and stuff. And uh, that was, let's say, late middle school, just in the beginning of high school and that didn't last long because <laughs> uh shortly after that uh came the rise of my little pony oh <laughs> yeah this is for this is the fun stuff but uh yeah so my little pony was coming out and everyone's like all getting psyched and hyped about that show and i'm like isn't that a kid's show like, what's so great about it and so one summer i decided i might as well see what all the fuss is about Booted up Netflix, turned on My Little Pony season one, episode one. Three seasons later, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a brony. <laughs> such such is the inevitability. Yeah, <clears throat> and that went on for a few years of you know ponyo season and whatnot, and playing around with uh, the ideas. But I never really did anything in the fandom. I just kind of admired from afar, looked at everyone else's artwork and. Sonas, stories, and whatnot. Watch the show and whatnot. And that was pretty much just it. It wasn't really much. It was a boring time for me. I was just, yeah, this is a great time. Learn all about friendship and happiness. Which I, I would say that it has uh, taught me a lot of optimism. Optimism is important, especially now of all times. Yeah, definitely. That was dark and vague. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so from, from that point... I don't know. I'd say that going from brony to furry is a natural evolution. I had I had yeah, one person in the last few years. I had one one person on the show described the difference between the two is one is a fandom based around a show and then the other is a fandom based around each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting sort of divide, but it just it just makes yeah. sense ultimately. Yeah. In between uh, being a brony and a furry, full full fledged, uh, it was just a. There was like a couple of years where it was all silent, where I wasn't really pertaining to anything. I was just like, "Huh, I wonder what I'm gonna do." It's uh, it's almost the end of high school. Maybe I should probably focus on uh, doing adult things. Nah, never. <laughs> yeah, uh, it actually came at a point. At the end of senior year of high school, I think it was it was just a f- couple months or a few months after graduating that I realized, hey, wait, I can draw Tums all I want now. 
<laughs> and thus, I created my first furry OC, my full-fledged furry OC. Sheriff. The beautiful evolution. Yes. I drew a Zard with a big tum and posted it on Fur Affinity uh, back in, I think it was October of 2016. And I think... I don't don't remember. Uh, I mean, it wasn't even Sheriff. That was the first submission. It was like some cat OC that I kind of posted and neglected because I thought, like, you know, maybe people would like this. Not a single, like, like or comment or anything. Like, okay. Well, I mean, no, I'm no one hit wonder, of course. All right. Let's try, let's try again. Posted a Charizard. Boom. (laughs) I was like, all right, this is it. Now you got it. Yeah, I got him on the hook. Got to reel him in. So, I've been I've been drawing big belly zards ever since. Uh, that is that is an interesting sort of thing that I don't think has been sort of discussed on this show is that the role that say the I don't I don't want to necessarily say like fame plays in it, but like audience interaction as a tool that drives that that sort of creative spirit. Are you are you That's someone funny. who feels that you you get a sense of per- maybe maybe purpose is a bit over dramatic but satisfaction just in general do you feel that the sort of interaction that you have with fans is a driving force for you or do you just do you do you create things that you think are interesting whether or not folks are tuning in so to speak well i would say that it it's definitely the people that like leave comments and and you know they would describe like what they like about it or any criticisms of like what they feel like could have been different. I definitely feel like uh, it's always the comments for me that I feel like is is a big factor in uh, what plays of, you know, uh, if I want to draw more art or if I, if I feel inclined to keep going because sometimes I hit like a really strong rut where I, I can't get out of this art block, but sometimes whenever I, you know, make a little doodle and then I posted it and it's it's usually the comments that are like, oh, that's cute, or I love that. It kind of leads me to be like, oh, man, now I've, now I've got the drive to draw even more. This is great. It's, it's always about, like, you know, just making people happy and seeing their uh, their feedback that I, uh, I find is great. <clears throat> that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, on, on the spectrum of, like, kind and generous comments to the quote-unquote creepy comments... Where do you where do you fall on approval? Do you do you like when people people get randy in your comment section, or do you prefer that they much much like a gentleman with a cup of tea admire the tar- the Charizard tums that you draw? I can't say I've had too many creeps, so to speak. I've just had mostly people that are just like, "Ooh, I want to rub that belly," and it's just been mostly that. It's been mostly tame on my side, I must say. But uh, I I mean, I would say that there have been a couple uh, strange folks that. I just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to see ya. <laughs> Where <laughs> they're, they're, they get a little too uh, intimate and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. no thanks. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that happens a lot. Maybe not in this fandom specifically. Maybe it's, you know, a sort of cross thing. But I, I do feel like there are some, some furries who have not boundary problems, but cross that line yeah but on a different note uh since we've we've gone over the the history of your art and the history of your fandom and now i'm sort of curious about the the just general process of your art is there a what's the what's the word i'm looking for is is there a favorite medium that you use to make art or a program that you like Oh, definitely. Uh, one of my one of my most favorite art programs to use is uh, an, an app called Metabang Paint. Paint, and uh, I used to use Sai when starting out because that was just the tool that everybody used. It's like, oh, you you gotta use this app if you want to be an artist. And then I was just like, no, eh, it's not good. I feel like it could be improved a lot. Uh, but uh, I went searching for like more art programs because I was getting tired of the whole thing with Sai uh, doing this thing where 
if you were to try and draw zoomed out and then you zoomed in, for some reason the lines are always like cubed and squared. Maybe that's just me and my settings are all fucked up, but I was too lazy to go and look it up online how to fix it. So like, I'm just going to go look up a new art program. And I found Metabang Paint, which was I think it's like it's a build off of Fire Alpaca, something like that. But it's been really helpful for me because uh, not only are the lines more sharp, smooth, and cleaner, but it's also got this whole thing of like you can look up, uh, you can you can download new brushes straight from uh, the cloud online, or um, I think you can make your own uh, if you. I believe you can. Uh, there's also uh, this this function in particular I find to be like the best thing ever, which is a function that uh, you can save your progress of whatever art you're making onto the cloud, and you can open up on a different device. So for me, I have it on PC and mobile, and I have uh, you know you make an account so that you can save your stuff to the cloud. Whenever I finish uh, drawing something on the on my phone. I could save it to the cloud, go to my computer, open it, and it's right there. And I could just continue drawing it. That is that is fascinating. So you you mm-hmm. sort of you sort of bounce from phone to computer. Yeah, but lately, because of how bad my laptop has been, I've just kind of been strictly on my phone for the past few months. That's impressive. Yes. So a lot of my artwork lately has only been on my phone. For for a lot of people, myself included, that might as well. You might as well have just told me that you were a wizard in your spare time. Because, oh, <laughs> yeah, my God. I mean, yeah, that's the power of Metabank Paint. It's, it's got a really good mobile app, I got to say. Like, I I definitely prefer it way better than Autodesk. Yeah. Is Autodesk free? Yeah. Auto, Autodesk and Metabank Paint are both free. I'm, I'm thinking, I think I'm at thinking of at least, Maya. At least on Android. There's there's some there's some Autodesk property that I if I remembered correctly costs like four hundred dollars or some some bullshit. <laughs> ah. Excuse me, I choked at the the sound of the price. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I would I wouldn't just, buy that for a dollar. That's almost just as much as how much uh uh we cost this almost as much as uh, what we bought for uh, Flash, because as I said, I animate, so I also bought Adobe Flash because I didn't know any other animating programs at the time that were just as good. I'm I'm not even sure if there are any that are. Well, I've heard that Toon Boom is good, but I'm not. I'm I'm personally not interested in getting invested in another thing. At least not until Google yeah. throttles the life out of Flash as a medium. I could have sworn Toon Boom was also one that you had to pay for, but was even way more expensive. I don't recall. But there was a new art program that had just released uh, for free not too long ago that was used by Studio Ghibli and people that made Simpsons stuff called Open Tunes. I haven't checked it out myself, but um, I heard it's decent. I, I too, do animations, though. The ones that I make are bad. But I I am very (laughs) interested in sort of trying out different... Uh, different softwares. I'm, I'm looking for some stuff that is potentially interactive that would run off HTML5, mm-hmm. whereas Flash stuff runs off of obviously Flash. Yeah, and that's going away pretty soon. <sighs> what a shame. I mean, I understand yeah. why Flash is kind of bad, but Icky. it's what I use. Stop persecuting yeah. me. <laughs> Technology isn't allowed to progress if it's what I'm used to. I have become the boomer that I fight. <laughs> I've become what I swore to destroy most. <laughs> you were supposed to bring balance to the boomers, not become one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dichotomy of Jedi and Sith is similar to Zoomer and Boomer. <laughs> All right, but the the inevitable heat death of Flash aside, uh, that's that's very very interesting. Is that I've never I've never had. A discussion with somebody who uses a multi-input sort of thing, where they flip from phone to tablet, but that is that is very curious. I'm the first. Now, when on the phone, do you use a stylus or your finger? Stylus. Oh, okay. I have. Uh, I used to have a Galaxy Note Five Ooh. for like the longest time ever, going through all of high school. And when I learned the properties and and how useful it is to draw. Uh, using the digital stylus that's built into it, 
I thought, like, this is amazing. And for the longest time ever, the Galaxy Note 5 was my most favorite phone that I've ever owned. And now it's quickly becoming the Note 10, which I own currently. And it has the same same stuff, the digital stylus with, you know, all the more better quality of life changes that phones have added and higher quality audio and video and the bigger screens and whatnot. And it just, it's, it's pretty great. So if, if I didn't have uh, the digital stylus on my phone, I'd probably just be on the computer then. Because I don't think I could draw with just my finger. I I don't think that's possible for me. I I know of a few people who who are who are finger only artists, and they they don't exist. Phone phone artists in general are already wizards. The people who like do their finger instead of a stylus that's that's a cryptid. What you found right there. You tell you telling me people finger their phones and art and, and then art comes out. <sighs> It's it's one of those it's one of those big fish stories that you're just gonna have to believe, and I'm gonna let you get away with the phrase "finger your phones" because I want to move on to the next question. And this next question is, you know, sort of sort of related to this one, uh, and that is, how long would you say that your your average drawing takes you? It's it's hard to say what an average drawing is because every every pose is either simpler or more complex than the last, and how you color changes based on what have you, but. In in general, how long would you say the drawings take? Hmm. I, I would say between two hours to maybe five. Um, that is if we are not including shading, because my god, because typically how I draw is um, I uh, unlike most people that use skeletons, I don't. I just get straight into the action of drawing the circles. Like, I, I always start every drawing with a belly, and then I work on that. <laughs> and I, I just, I just, uh, I uh, eyeball it. I draw as I think of it, and eventually it just becomes this great work of art that, you know, I feel proud about. And I'll, uh, you know, I'll color it. But when it comes to shading, that is the part that I hate the most really? doing. Because, yes, I hate shading the most because I find it to be very difficult. Like I can do, I can do cell shading simple enough, but when I'm, I always want to try and do soft shading just because I want my art to look even better, and I suffer for it because I'm not really that good at it. You know, contrary to popular belief of what you've seen in my my past works, that's just. That's the product of like 10 hours or so of like constantly doing it and reworking the shading, going back constantly, like fucking it up, deleting it, redoing it all over again, and just like playing it with tiny little brushes and seeing what happens. And I'm always like trying to figure out what looks good, and sometimes I can't get it to look good, and I get upset, and I... I throw that picture into the backlogs, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to come back to it later. And then later becomes two months, three months, and it never ends. Never ending. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm always good with, like, sketching and line art and coloring, uh, as I've seen a lot of people are, are hate those parts. And I'm like, what? That's, like, the best part. It's the easiest part, especially line arting. That, to me, that's, like, the most soothing and... Uh, fun part to do especially coloring i mean i've been growing up coloring and coloring books all my life are you telling me this is difficult <laughs> you you and Maybe i fall just on to- wildly different ends of the spectrum because i hate <laughs> sketching so much yeah my, i mean my my drawings always start off as kind of sketches and then i'll like i'll like fix up the lines by you know drawing a bigger belly and then erasing the lines after that and then it's just, you know, it just turns into a, a masterpiece. That is that is something that I've sort of noticed in the, the transition from uh, beginning to finished product for sort of artists who draw the Tums is there's a tendency to draw bigger than your, your sketch layer for the finished line art. Definitely. It's a crime not to. Yeah. It's, it's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. You always got to start with a small circle, and then by the end of it, it's probably grown about a hundred times its a normal its initial size. <laughs> Going to start real modest with this one, and the canvas is a circle. <laughs> it, I've just I just took the paint bucket tool and just painted the whole thing yellow. There, 
<laughs> it's the opposite of carving out a statue from a block of marble. You're starting with something small <laughs> and getting bigger and less defined. Yeah. And it's beautiful nonetheless. First you start with a head, and then you erase some details, and eventually it's a circle. And there you go, uh, Charizard. <laughs> step by step, how to draw a Charizard. Start with a round, and then you're done. Congratulations. You're an artist. <laughs> Please step forth to collect your commission money. <laughs> that that is that does raise sort of an interesting question. Is, are you are you one of the people who does commissions for other folks on a regular basis? No, I'm not. I I'm honestly unsure of how to even begin starting commissioning people. Like I see a lot of people, or you know, everyone uses like PayPal and stuff. I don't even have an account for PayPal and. And I'll just, the whole thing is like, like new to me that I'm just like afraid to begin doing it. And I'm also like afraid of all the, like, I've always heard like all these ghost stories of, uh, commissioners that are always out there to like steal art from you by like ways of, you know, they give you money, but then they refund it or some other odd thing that they try to like steal from you while they get free art out of it. Yeah. Those, those horror stories do exist and those people are dickholes, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've done probably hundreds, or probably a hundred commissions, more or less. I've done about seven this past week alone. So if you're if you're ever interested, and we won't do this in in a recording, but if you're ever interested in getting started, I can offer you some some tips and tricks, stuff that I've picked up. I've never really been ripped off in in that way. Nobody's nobody's contacted PayPal to get a refund or what have you. And there's PayPal has improved itself in a lot of ways. Like you can. You can set up invoices so that they are they are digital goods, so people can't say the good never arrived. Give me a refund. Yeah, definitely. I'll keep that in mind. But that does also remind me that there are a couple times where I did t- technically do a commission work, but they just basically paid me in like Nintendo eShop cards or PlayStation money. Because <laughs> I mean, that's where the money's gonna go anyway. It's as good as cash. <laughs> yeah, and. uh and, you know, just lately, I've also been... You know, it's not really commission work, but... It's not really commission per se, but lately I've kind of had this whole thing of like... You know, if, if you watch my streams and you earn these channel points, you can get yourself a free artwork made by me. And, you know, I, I think that's enticed some people to come and watch my streams regularly, so... It's good. I mean, they get free art of it out of it, and some entertaining videos of me screaming my head off. What's not to like? Watch, listen to screams, get free art. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a win-win. Yeah. It's like a vending <clears throat> machine, but it gives you money and a drink. Definitely. Uh, do you, would you like to, I, I haven't, I haven't had anybody on who does street game streams in a regular, in a regular manner, but have you ever delved into the sort of art side of Twitch for stuff like that? Or is it purely games? Uh, on my account specifically, I haven't uh, so much lately, but I did at a time before, um, you know, before the whole Sheriff's Art thing where I was this entirely different account that was more personal to me, where I did animations. Uh, I did do some streams online where I would uh, record myself uh, animating some cartoons and stuff. Like, there's a, there's a, there's, there was a point in time where I was making an animation for some youtuber that i actually really enjoyed watching and i still do but i never really got around to finishing that because i kind of wanted to like practice getting better at my art and that's where i started to uh draw sheriff and i use that as an excuse to like you know better my art style and years later here i am with how my art looks right now and i'm like all right it's been like what two three years since i last touched this thing all right let's fucking do it there you go (laughs) I definitely need to get back into finishing that thing and probably send it off, even though it's like years late. But well, I mean, whatever. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't mind. But uh, yeah, so I would I would draw animations or some sketches, or I'd be like, hey, you, if you come join my stream, I'll draw or doodle whatever you say for free or whatnot. Because I mean, this is back in like high school and stuff. Um, with the uh, with the whole sheriff start thing now into full effect. I think I've only done, like, a couple streams where I've actually, like, opened up a drawing program and drew for a bit, but that was just it. I would do it a lot more often if my computer was strong enough to handle streams like that, but sadly this thing is 
like not even potato quality it's less than that now it's probably a rotten potato now but uh, i need a new computer desperately it's halfway to vodka at this point but, yeah pretty much but uh i mean yeah if i did have a better computer i mean this thing could still probably stream art streams but i don't know i i don't trust it I've had a lot of problems with streaming on this fucking thing so many times, but, but yeah, if I had a better computer, I would totally do way more art streams. I want it on record that as soon as you said the word problems, your audio cut out. <laughs> there is proof. <laughs> Full proof. Caught on video. Yeah. What it is, is your computer is listening to you and it doesn't like that you're talking shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. It knows I'm going to replace it pretty soon. <gasps> Hopefully soon. Junk use. <laughs> You're gone to the dump. No, anything but that. I, I, I feel Man. I feel crummy computers deserve to be junked, especially if they're not letting you do what you want to do. Especially, I mean, the last I don't even remember the last time I've actually updated this thing because ever since one time where a Windows update came out, suddenly I have not been able to update this computer for the past three years. Oh no, I hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm like. Fuck it, I'm getting ready to, like, throw this thing in a dump, turn it into nothing but a cube. <laughs> even if I gotta make it into a cube my damn self, if I've gotta sit on my laptop, I don't care. Ah, uh, the cube that used to be sheriffs. <laughs> I don't know. I think you've got very interesting things to say, and I think people will be excited to hear about your unique perspective with your background in animation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my, my whole animation thing didn't start till, like, freshman year of high school, where... I went into this class uh, called Art and AV Tech, and we learned how to animate stuff using Adobe Flash CS5, and I kind of fell in love with it. I was just like, oh, shit, this is this is it. This is what lets me animate and, you know, put my things online for people to enjoy and whatnot, and horribly criticize as well, because those people exist. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, after after that year... I I was determined to make sure that every year of high school was some class that let me use that that let me animate or something. So I would take some class after that uh, that would have that that would use it for some period of time just to give me an excuse to play with it some more. Um, and that that was a terrible idea because that whole year we just did nothing but go on Photoshop and do the exact same Photoshop trick over and over and over the whole year long. I'm like, God damn, dude! <laughs> do we do I ever do we ever do anything different? And it's not just that, but eventually we uh, nearby where I went to school. There's this new school that opened up called the Career Center, which allows you to go there and learn like specific skills and stuff that you would want to learn for specific jobs that you would want to take. So you, if you wanted to learn automotive, or if you wanted to learn um, culinary. Uh, if you wanted to be a doctor, a veterinary service, anything like that. If you wanted to learn uh, stuff about plants, you could go there. And of the few things that I went there to go and learn, I learned animation and video game design. And so I took animation class, which is like an hour-long period. And you could go there half a day or you could go there the full day. So for my junior year, I went there the half a day and I learned animation. And I learned some better skills and how to animate properly and a lot better and get familiar with the uh, with the uh, program and then animation 2 every time I bring this up I always go into a huge rant because I we had a teacher that uh, that had retired um, in my junior year and she was like the best animation teacher and she's she's like amazing then she got replaced after she um, retired by some high school teacher that didn't know what the hell they were doing. Oh no. And I'll just leave it at I'll just leave it at that. You can you can just imagine just the chaos of like, okay, open up your books and do exactly what it says. Oh, yeah. Those those sorts of those sorts of teachers are not the the nurturing influence that young creative or scientific minds need. No, definitely not. But uh, yeah, um, oh man, I'm on the blank right now. But yeah, she, our first animation teacher was like the best, and all the teachers in the school are like college level, institute level taught teachers, and they they have the uh, the influence to teach you and keep you entertained. Even my even my history teacher there was pretty fucking great. <laughs> I love learning from him. 
and it was like the first time I've ever actually had fun learning history. And I'm like, God damn. It's, it's amazing how, how some, some good teachers can really sort of influence your growth and development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since, since then though, I've, I've learned uh, a lot of 2d animation. I wanted to learn 3d animation and we were supposed to learn how to do 3d animation in that second year of animation class. But because we got the replacement high school teacher, we didn't learn any of that. It was for some reason in an animation class, she wanted us to do things in Photoshop, like graphic design stuff. And I'm like, what? If I wanted to do graphic design, I'd take graphic design. I'm in animation. We need to learn how to do claymation and how to do 3D animation, how to model things, how to rig, how to how to do all these things animation-wise, not graphic design. Yeah. That's 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 very sort of I don't know. I I lost I lost my train of thought as soon as I opened my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know I was I know the feeling. But yeah, I, so I took it in I took it into my own hands during that that class year that I, I legit went up to my teacher and I've never done this before, but I was just so upset by this. I went up to my teacher and like, I'm not learning anything from this. I, I came here and I wanted to learn how to do 3d animation. She's just like, all right, go ahead. I'm like, you serious? All right. So I took it into my own hands to try and study it and learn it. I didn't really get that much sucked, like soaked into my brain about how to do it. I'm probably going to need to go to college to figure that out, but that's the only reason why I would ever go to college is to learn 3D animation. But I think I I think I'm just fine with 2D animation, but I would prefer 3D. But whatever. It is what it is. So after after graduating high school, I just, you know, I uh started doing animations on my computer at home and just, you know, do whatever I could and upload some videos on my YouTube channel and get a few views here and there and it was all right and then i took that whole animation hiatus to practice my art and here we are and your your artist developed in a very serious and impressive way mm-hmm. despite the fact that i don't draw too much i draw like here and there like once a month or so and every fucking time <laughs> every single time i feel like my style improves every time and it's it baffles myself and like everyone else that sees it and they're like what what is what is it you're doing? Like how do how are you getting so good? Are you drawing all the time? No, <laughs> I hardly draw. It just happens. I guess I subconsciously pick up some things when I look at other people's art, and I kind of just put it into my own work and subconsciously. It's just there. It is. I mean, there's something to that. Is everybody everybody learns differently, and so if you can absorb art through osmosis, then by all means, give me your art. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that your brain, your brain was picked up speaking on stream. <laughs> yeah, I have some very powerful thoughts. <laughs> uh, though on the we've we've been over sort of your early early influences in drawing and your early early sort of mentors in animating. Is there any sort of piece of media that you would say uh, has been a has been a been a big influence on you? Uh well, for one, cartoons and movies, uh, for sure. Uh, I'd say music as well, just because I tend to listen to that while I'm drawing and animating. It really helps me get into the groove where I just kind of just get lost in my subconscious and I'm just drawing and at like, uh, you know, just like autopilot almost. Where I'm just like, oh, here we go. And then I wake up. Oh, here's here's a, mad, a masterful art piece. How'd I do this? <laughs> I will never do this again. Autopilot art. <laughs> I just get lost in the sauce, man. <laughs> the art sauce? Yeah. God. I get lost in my own sauce. I'm trying to think of a, a alliteration, but I can't think of any art words that start with sauce. Or that start with S. Nothing starts with sauce. That's not a letter. Yet. Sauce. Sauce. Sweet. Uh, but ultimately, those those are more or less all the questions that I had, and I feel like your your answers but, have been very enlightening. Hello. You've you've taken you've taken us all on a delightful journey through your past. My past. Yeah. Uh, and so before before I call this a wrap, have you got any sort of uh, shout outs to anyone that you would like to like to do or what have you? 
I'd like to thank my mom and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really... Uh, well, I'd like to shout out all my friends that have helped me along the way and encouraged me to draw more and whatnot. I really appreciate them all, especially with the hard times that I've endured in this fandom. Not a lot have been pretty happy or good, but the ones that stuck by me, I have uh, a great admiration for them and a big thank you to them. Hooray. I, I don't think we got into that, and I don't know if you would want to. And if you don't, we won't we will we won't we won't put this and I'll cut this out, but is there is there any sort of story that you had that you would like to share? It doesn't need to be like juicy dramatic sort of anything, but sort of interaction with fans or other furries that has been of note. I I don't mind talking about it, but they're they're really juicy, I gotta say. Um, which one, though? I've had a lot. Well, I'll go with the ones in order. For the first one, I've... I, you know, I had just started out with the whole fandom and stuff, and I thought, hey, I should probably open up a Discord and so I can let on all the, uh, the fans of my work uh, pop in, and, you know, I could probably, like, post some art here and there, and they could, like, critique it if, they, if uh, any changes need to be or whatnot, and we could just hang out and stuff. And so I made that Discord, and come like a year or two later, uh, another group of people joined in, and everything seemed fine for the most part until this person became, this one particular person became a very uh, rowdy deal. And they didn't really have any idea of boundaries, and were quite uh, eccentric, I'll say. Anyways, they were causing a lot of problems in the Discord, and so I eventually decided to, you know, uh, well, first they started to accuse me of, like, being an asshole for no ungodly reason other than the fact that, like, they thought I had said something that meant something differently, and thus they took it the wrong way and started to, like, you know, come at me and very occasionally would send me a private message in the DM saying something like, oh, this is all your fault, but I'll forgive you and stuff like that. And then it would shortly delete it afterwards. And they do this all the time for the next two, three months. And during this whole time, I was just staying silent, like in entirely in my discord. I never said a word for in my discord for three months until one night where they just went off and, I finally banned them because I was getting tired of it. I was just like, I I can't deal with this. And that was the end of them, at least, or so I thought, until I would say, was it last year or two years ago? I don't remember, but there was a point where I, there was this other person in my Discord who uh, I think was like 15 or 16 at the time. And, you know, my Discord, is just, it's public and we don't have NSFW content, so... It's like, okay, they're fine, but I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to put up with anyone doing any, doing anything with, like, you know, minors. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, that is, that is, that like, is no bueno. That is bad. Yeah. And lately I've been deciding to just fucking lock that, lock that server for 18 plus because it's, it's always like the miners that are always trying to start shit with me. And that's where this is going to get into. Uh, so... I had this person that was in my server that I that was like a minor, um, and they would always like get on my ass over everything that I would do. Like if I were if I were to like uh, moderate my server, God forbid I do, they get upset about that and think that I'm like abusing my powers or something. Like I'm sorry, what the hell? Who, who are you talking to? Because I just you know I. Say someone was causing trouble with someone else, I'd have to get in the middle of it and mitigate it and tell them each to, like, calm down. And this kid would just take that as, like, like, oh, I'm using my my abilities and abusing them or whatnot. Just like whenever uh, someone in my server was uh, liking some very questionable things of underage characters, and I had to call them out on that, and I was like, hey, what is the deal with this? Um... They ended up leaving my server, and uh, we've had like alteration altercations uh, in the past with this person. So they left my server, and this kid just thinks, "Oh, I, I scared him off," and 
it was just it was getting annoying. I was like, okay, what is your problem, dude? Uh, come later, he tries to enact this whole plan of like resetting me, as he said, quote unquote. So he went behind my back, telling all my friends about these lies and rumors about me, trying to make it sound like that I'm just this awful person that's abusing my powers, my administrative powers of moderating my server. And one day, everyone just suddenly goes off on me. And I, for the first time, have just discovered what it feels like to be all alone. And I was just... I felt terrible. I felt awful. And I felt like I was just the worst person in the world. And I eventually posted into the server like... All right, well, you win. And then I posted a, a screenshot that someone had sent me because it was just this one person, only one person out of everyone that this person has told that didn't believe these lies, or at least they wanted to hear both sides of the story. So they contacted me and told me, and they sent me a screenshot of what they said was they need to reset me. And so I posted that to the server. Everyone saw that, and they realized, oh my fucking God, this dude just lied to us Ugh. that's that's just and nasty so, yeah it was very toxic so I immediately banned them and I just went quiet for a while like I didn't talk to anyone and I lost all my I lost a lot of my friends I didn't know who to trust I I, I grew a lot of trust issues because of this problem and I bet for that reason I for that reason I haven't really talked to a lot of people lately I, I'm slowly opening up again but it's just it's been a rough ride ever since and I it's it's really fucked me up since then and I've been really quiet a lot. I mean I'm 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 a terribly shy person ever since I've been since I couldn't remember that I would never like talk to anyone without any reason to that I always be like quiet and in the back. But online I'm more you know, loud and stuff and I more uh, I'm more open online but since then it was I just went into quiet mode and didn't talk to anyone for a while. Eventually, some of those friends uh, came and apologized, and they realized that they were being manipulated and uh, whatnot. And I was just like, "All right, I'll I'll forgive you." And I, you know, I kind of have to forgive them because I mean, it's not their fault. They were just believing what they thought and whatnot. <clears throat> yeah, but still, that is that is an absolutely bonkers and yonkers story. There's. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the furry fandom is the only place where a sort of bizarre egomaniac would view moderation as an abuse of power. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if if you're listening to this and you have a Discord server or what have you, just don't you don't have to you don't have to fucking you don't have to try and keep people's egos in check. You don't have to take life so seriously. Just, just let people hang out on the internet and no. be cool. And if you, if someone's not being cool, then the correct answer is not Discord. to go behind Why? their back and try and poison uh, the well. It seems outrageously shitty. Discord died. I knew this was gonna happen. Ah! <laughs> Ah, and it's re-recorded too. Hey, Hookaloof. <laughs> My Discord died. Hello? Oh, sorry. It I think it I think it dipped again. My Discord died. Oh. <laughs> it had to restart. Fantastic. Well, uh I, I did manage to get I did manage to get the full the full story in, or at least, you know, it it, it sounded like it came to a conclusion, so I'm just going to assume. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I think that that was a story for the most part, other than the fact that the dude from the beginning was also, like, talking to the dude from the other interaction. So they were, you know, were kind of like, you know, they they both had some history. Of course, because bizarrely toxic individuals always seem to find themselves. But with, with that sort of harrowing story oh. and uncomfortable interaction... The, the moral of the story is don't be a douchebag like that guy. Yeah. And all, all it was was because that they were getting angry at me that I didn't have moderators on my server. Now I do after another 
like after one more i'm just like okay i'm tired of this all right moderators here you go yeah but yeah it's all because i i didn't have moderators in my server that they're they're trying to like get all pissy with me i don't know some some people pick the bizarrest molehills made mountains to die on if mm-hmm. if we if we're going to confuse two idioms and we are and we did and this is where we are in the post mountain to molehill to die on conversion uh but with that yeah. i think i think that is all the questions that i have had and uh if you would like to get in contact with sheriff he is i believe your fur affinity handle is the majestic mr b yes and your twitter handle is at sheriff zard yes I believe. Okay. Hello. Just going to double check, but uh, other than that, if you are yes. interested in finding me, and for some chance you found this without being finding it through me, uh, my name is Hookaloof. I am at Hookaloof on Twitter, and I am the underscore Hookaloof on Fur Affinity. Uh, those are the only two places where I'm active in any capacity. My editor is Twitter user at Huckleberry uh, Blue. He is a good dude. Howdy, Huckle. Hello. What's up? I was just saying howdy to Huckle. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I'm sure he'll he'll get a kick out of this because I think he's a big fan of your stuff. Yes, I am. Oh, neat. I am losing. Uh, yes. Yes. Say hi. Hello. 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 He'll listen to this, yes. presumably. Shit. <laughs> Unless he edits without listening, which I would be impressed and confused by. Fuck. <laughs> Just, I'm just going to snip right here and here and here. Okay, that should do mm-hmm. it. This is indeed how I do it. I am a god. Uh, but other than that, um, I don't have. I still don't have any sponsorships, and I don't think I ever will, because this is a weird furry artist podcast. But in the event... You're sponsored that, by Zardtum. Yeah. In, in the event that you would like to, to sponsor the Zardtum, you can... I don't even fucking know. I guess DM me on Twitter. I need to make a business email at some point if <laughs> if this becomes a thing, which it won't be. I wish it would. I would love to do an ad read. Make it a thing. Please. People who sponsor podcasts, me undies, uh ZipRecruiter. Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah, Raid Raid Shadow Legends. Oh my god, I would love <laughs> to get sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. This can, this podcast is not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends yet. <laughs> uh, so Raid Shadow Raid Legends, thank you to Raid Shadow Legends for your inevitable sponsorship. <laughs> and Raid the bug spray. I'll, I'll do Raid bug spray. I'll do uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. I have no standards. I just need money. <laughs> <laughs> Pay this bear. Yeah. Uh, but with with all those all those lies about needing advertisers <laughs> off to the side, uh, this has been Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. And I hope you have a nice night. <laughs>